Hi, I'm Caroline and this is The Active Yogi, the podcast that shares with you all things health and wellness related from a yoga, fitness and well-being perspective. We'll learn as a community how to find our strong foundations, both mentally and physically, along this journey of exploration together. Welcome yogis. Today I want to talk to you about some simple techniques that we can implement into our day-to-day lives that will help us to find a healthy, well-functioning nervous system. And it doesn't matter what year it is, we keep talking about COVID and 2020 and 2021 and this never-ending pandemic. But generally, even in pre-COVID life, life can be a lot. We live in a really busy, often highly pressurized world. And from work stresses to family obligations, current events, everything that's going on in the news around us and the environment around us, our nervous system tends to bear the brunt of all of those things. Without us matching the level of stress that it meets every day in terms of um, giving it love and attention along the way. So we need to start thinking about how we can consider making our nervous system health a priority on a daily basis. And that's what I'm going to share with you today. Modern day living can be incredibly taxing on our nervous system. If you're anything like me, then you're multitasking nearly every single moment of your day, trying to fit in as much as you can into your world, into your routine, so that you don't miss out on the things that you want to do, and you still manage to fit in all of the things that you need to do. So you'll find yourself folding laundry while keeping an eye on the clock, keeping an eye on your children or what the dogs are doing, what the cat is doing, reading an article in between the moments of watching everything else. You might plan your day while listening to the radio or podcast that you want to fit into your your life. Um, Or perhaps while you're commuting to work, you're listening to different things and trying to fit that into your day um, as part of your routine. And then you're planning your weekend as you walk towards your desk or your yoga mat. How many times have you sat down for a meditation or the beginning of a yoga class and the teacher invites you to close your eyes and that's when your mental to-do list presents itself to you? So many times, so many things to be thinking about all at once. On top of that, we're constantly receiving messages to be productive, to keep up our exercise routine, to stay socially active and when we can't be socially active, to stay engaged in our friendships and our work from home. All of this is while maintaining a meditation practice and feeding ourselves the healthiest and most nourishing of diets to keep ourselves healthy. Now we all have a limit and it's not difficult to reach it with everything that's going on in the world at the moment. And we shouldn't be trying to force ourselves to run on empty without expecting some longer term, fairly serious consequences to show themselves. Our body, our brain, our heart and our nervous system can only run on stress as a fuel for so long without simply saying no. So before that happens, we need to start to pay attention to what we need to build up our resilience, our health and our sense of well-being. So I want to talk to you today about different things that we can implement into our daily lives that will help us to pay more attention to what it is that our nervous system needs and help us to find a better sense of balance in our our day-to-day routine. First of all then, I want to talk a little bit about what is our nervous system. 
Well, the nervous system is this complex network of sensory nerves, and it's one of the crucial, crucial parts of the human body. It's responsible for reacting to both internal and externalized stimuli through a number of physical actions, as well as carrying out many vital bodily functions as well. It's organizing, it's explaining and directing our interactions effectively between us and the world around us. So many different things that it's controlling, and here's some of them. Our nervous system is responsible for controlling our sight, our vision, our hearing, our taste, our smell, and our feeling sensations. It's also responsible for our voluntary and involuntary functions, such as movement or balance and coordination. The nervous system also regulates the actions of most of our other body systems, such as blood flow and blood pressure as well. It's responsible for controlling our ability to think and reason, and it's the nervous system that allows us to be conscious and to have thoughts, memories, and, and the gift of language. Our central nervous system is, is only able to perform these essential functions with the help of nerves and cells that are essentially carrying messages between the brain and the spinal cord to the rest of the body and vice versa. So these tiny little neural pathways are passing these messages from the brain down through the spinal cord all the way through to our limbs and building this awareness of what's happening on the outside world and the internal world. Now when the activities of these nerves and cells are disrupted, the central nervous system fails to perform its basic functions. And to avoid suffering of any kind of central nervous system disease or condition, we need to be sure to practice some healthy habits to make sure that we keep it healthy and in shape. It's like most things, we don't think about taking care of them until they show us that they're not working and we're not functioning in the way that we would normally go about our day-to-day -day lives. We want to prevent getting to a point where everything shuts down and doesn't function efficiently before that happens. So here are nine simple ways in which we can find this perfect sense of balance in our own world. So the first one that we'll talk about is using yoga and stretching to create this sense of well-being. When a person's stressed out by work or by relationships or day-to-day -day general life issues, they produce this worrying amount of the hormone cortisol, which is the stress hormone. And when produced constantly, cortisol is affecting the nervous system's ability to um, affect a person's reflexes, concentration and memory. So all of these things start to become more, more cumbersome. An important part of yoga then, more generally, is the breathing exercises and some of the relaxation techniques, depending on the type of practice you choose. So breathing exercises such as pranayama and then and relaxation techniques such as mindfulness and meditation. Now these simple practices can activate the part of the nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system, that's responsible for breathing and our heart rate. And then as a result, we often see practitioners' cortisol levels decreasing. Okay. When we welcome a regular practice of yoga into our world, we're able to keep our cortisol levels low or at least at a regular level, a regulated level, which then helps to improve the health of the nervous system and produces this sense of well-being. Obviously, I'm a huge advocate of using yoga in this way and, and certainly my toolbox of skills uh, to be able to deal with everything that's been going on in the last year and a half has been coming to my mat and practicing yoga, meditation, movement, stillness, yin, vinyasa, pranayama has become a daily practice and all of these things have allowed me to be able to manage my stress much more effectively. The second area that we can think about then in terms of creating this healthy nervous system is using exercise to optimize healthy functioning. So a person can use exercise to improve the functioning of the nerves that serve the muscles and other peripheral parts of the body. 
So when we're engaging in regular physical activity, it's been shown to have a beneficial effect on the central nervous system. It's increasing the activity in the peripheral nerves, which strengthens those nerves in the same way that exercise strengthens the muscles. So we go for a run to be able to strengthen the muscles and we work out in the gym specifically on our, our torso, our core, our legs, our upper back, our arms, whatever it may be. But the, the goal is strengthening the muscles, strengthening the body. So we can also use exercise to strengthen the nerves, which then strengthens the, peri the peripheral nervous system in particular. So aerobic exercise is thought to be the most beneficial type of exercise for improving the capacity of our, our nervous system on an overall basis. This type of exercise has been shown to have this wonderful potential to improve our cognitive abilities on the whole. And it's also thought to be really helpful for children as they develop. So if you have children or you have nieces or nephews or, or other friends and family with children, get them outside and moving regularly. They're going to develop their brains and their skill sets so much more efficiently through movement. So some great exercise examples um, might be running or cycling or rowing or swimming or even skipping. And um, some things that I've implemented over the last six months that have been really, really beneficial for my mental health and my nervous system health as well, of course, is running and skipping and swimming. Um, so every single day I'm either going outside for a 30 minute walk or um, a 30 minute run as a minimum. On the days when I'm walking and not running, then I've been introducing um, skipping. And I started by doing a minute of skipping and then building that up. And, and now I'm at 10 minutes of skipping and it feels a little easier with each time that I come to use the skipping rope. But it's effectively making me feel more empowered in my own body. And again, it's that um, idea of being able to strengthen the nerves, but also in doing so, calm down my stress response to different things that are happening in the world. Regular physical exercise has been shown to lower activity of the sympathetic nervous system. So it's encouraging um, activity of the parasympathetic nervous system instead. So that's our rest and digest part of the system. And that's the place where we, we often neglect because we spend so much of our time doing and being busy as opposed to sitting still and reflecting and, and learning how to pause. A hidden bonus of exercise for your brain then is that as blood flow increases, your brain is exposed to more oxygen and nutrients. So exercise also induces a release of beneficial proteins in the brain. And then these nourishing proteins help to keep our brain cells, which we call neurons, healthy. And it helps to promote the growth of even more new, new neurons. So more movement effectively means more neurons, which is fantastic because neurons are the working building blocks of the brain. So through movement, we're literally increasing the health of our brain. And it's been shown that exercising as part of a training program can help aging adults to improve their memory and brain health as well. Studies have found that exercises showed this increase in blood flow to the hippocampus. And that's the region of the brain that's most directly affected by Alzheimer's disease. So that's so, fantastic because it means that we can help to slow down the aging process. We can build our cognitive development skills and help to um, delay the onset of some of these um, central nervous system diseases or disorders. So if exercising in the gym isn't your thing, then think of a fun way in which you can get outside, get creative. It might be that you're dancing, it might be your gardening, it might be you're doing some weight work or TRX in the garden, but whatever you do, think about something that allows you to get outside and move and exercise your body on a regular basis. 
So another point I want to talk about is exercising your brain on a daily basis. We don't really think about exercising the brain. We think about exercising the muscles and moving the body and the spine. But what about exercising our brain? Well, exercise doesn't always have to mean going out and starting a 10K or training for a marathon. It can mean taking time to pick up a crossword puzzle and put your brain to work for the next 10 minutes. This can help to activate the, the nervous system and it makes it perform essential functions for its growth and stimulation. So it's super beneficial. It's thought that taking up activities like this can help to stimulate those nerve receptors that we talked about before to respond to even the slightest of actions. These activities then can help in uh, fighting conditions like strokes or memory loss in later years, for example. And it can also help us in adding and maintaining flexibility and resilience and sharpening of our memory, which is always beneficial. So take some time today to think about how you can exercise your brain. It might be that you bring um, out a game of chess or you might be writing like uh, with your hand in a journal. We've got so used to texting or typing our messages, but how about writing to stimulate some of these, um, these nerve receptors as well? You might play games like Sudoku or practice with crosswords or word searches. All of these things are gonna have the same outcome. One of my favorite things is knowing that getting outside in daylight, in sunlight, and exposing my body to sunlight is going to be beneficial for my health. And studies have shown now that sun reduces the risk of suffering a huge range of health conditions. And it's one of the best ways of fortifying the health of our central nervous system, which is great. So when we're exposing ourselves to sunlight every morning, which is the ideal time to do it, we're doing it for about 10 minutes. And 10 minutes is meant to be enough to boost our body's nervous system. And then at the same time, it's also helping us to obtain enough of our daily vitamin D, which is fantastic for our mental health as well. So add in the new habit of getting outside, maybe combining your exercise routine with being outside, as I said before, but making this an essential part of your existing routine um, to make sure that it sticks. So for example, when you drink your morning tea or coffee or coconut, take a moment to step out into the garden and enjoy it. Maybe if you're working, then take your lunch break outside. Commit to walking around the block. You might set an alarm to wake up with the sun, get up earlier than you normally do, and then go outside and watch the sun rising and take the opportunity to set a really positive intention for the new day ahead. We can add meditation into our daily routine. Meditation is a really smart way of calming and soothing our nerves. And the nerves are responsible, remember, for the functioning of the voluntary conscious responses and involuntary responses. So meditation helps to regulate our heart rate, our blood pressure levels, our breathing rate, and calming all of our, our sympathetic nerves. Neuroscientific studies have found that meditation also increases our blood flow, reduces um, our chance of developing hypertension, and people are much less likely to get stuck in periods of depression or anxiety or, or fatigue or, or exhaustion, which then makes them generally more able to control their reactions to stress that comes their way in day-to-day -day life. When we consciously choose to give our nervous system a break, we're allowing our entire system to recalibrate. So one of the things that I've added in as a, a to-do list for you um, item is turning down the volume of the outside world. The world is a busy place and there is stimuli everywhere. When we pick up our phone, we're bombarded by apps in which we can receive information. If you're reading the newspaper, you're reading a magazine, there's a whole wealth of information out there for us to be distracted by.
And sometimes that can take its toll on us. So we want to have a healthy nervous system so that we can improve our immunity, have greater resilience and this increased sense of well-being. And sometimes that means that we've got to journey inward to find that sense of balance. So by turning down the volume of the outside world, it allows us to do that. So by reducing that unnecessary stimuli and increasing the activities um, such as meditation or, or breathing or the things that we've talked about before already, we can make sure that our nerves stay healthy and that we stay grounded no matter what is going on in the world around us. We can relieve stress through breathing techniques. So that can be breath awareness or coming to pranayama techniques. And although our most realistic dangers may be fast approaching deadlines or lockdown scenarios, or for some of us financial insecurity or never ending work life schedules, our nervous system can still interpret our anxiety, our stress and our fear as a response to a, a potential life threat. And this impact of these stresses over time can be really, really damaging uh, to our long term health. And the trouble stems from the fact that we don't make time to reset our nervous system. So as a result, then we end up spending huge amounts of our time remaining in fight or flight mode, so in chronic stress mode. And long term, this can be incredibly devastating on our bodies and our minds. It's activating our sympathetic nervous system. It's accelerating our adrenal glands, our cortisol levels are rising, our hormones are out of balance. And all of this can affect our aging process along with all of the other things that we've talked about. Taking a breath, breathing deeply with intention, with a slow, steady inhalation to exhale, um, it signals to our parasympathetic nervous system to help to calm the body down. Long, deep breaths then can help us to manage our stress responses, which then decreases our anxiety or our fear or our racing thoughts. It decreases a rapid heart rate and it, it gets rid of those shallow breathing patterns that keep us in that fight or flight mode and stress mode. So by slowing down these things through breath awareness, through pranayama techniques, we can then directly impact our physical, mental and our emotional health. One of the most highly underrated practices for us as human beings is giving the nervous system a break to literally take a break. Be honest, how many of us do that every day? How many of you schedule out time in your day to take a break and do nothing. So one of the things that I'm going to invite you to do is make space in your day for finding space. We spend so much of our time in this state of, of busyness, okay? Many of us live busy lives and we don't have a lot of time in our full schedule to just take a break. And even when we do take a break, we're often filling that space with our favorite Netflix show, a phone call with our friend, catching up with family or catching up on our social media feeds. And while there's nothing wrong with that in moderation, the nervous system really truly craves space and silence and time out. Even the slowest activity can be a teeny tiny bit stimulating. So to give our nervous system a true rest, we need to feed the nerves minimal stimulation possible. And then add to that equation maximum amounts of rest and relaxation, which gives our nerves a true break. So then this means we're feeding them minimal amounts of stimulation possible and maximizing rest and rejuvenation. 
Sleep is another area in which we need to address. Most of us are probably struggling to get the recommended eight hours a night. So we want to be able to try to get to this place where we're making sure we get enough sleep to be functioning on a healthy level. Sleep plays such a huge role in enhancing our mental health, our physical health and our safety. And if we don't take a proper amount of sleep, then we may start over time uh, to develop these chronic conditions that might affect the way we think or react or learn or how we interact with others. And we want to recognize that sleep helps the central nervous system to work properly. It does this by helping to strengthen the circuits within the nervous system, which can help with memory, which helps with making learning and remembering information much more easy. Whenever I feel like sitting up for that extra hour to watch Netflix or read my book, I remind myself that it's during sleep that my body and my mind regenerate itself. And then this reminds me that it's so, so super important that we receive enough sleep on a regular basis to be able to stay mentally sharp, to deal with everything that has to happen in my, my day-to-day life. So my overall message for you then is to be persistent in your pursuit of well-being and good health generally to help to improve the health of your nerves and your nervous system. Your nervous system needs and deserves as much attention as all of the other parts of the human body that we spend so much time caring for. So by trying to sprinkle some of the tips that I've recommended to you today into your daily routine, you're going to find that you can easily maintain a healthy nervous system. Some small changes, some small adjustments are going to be all that you need to do. Moving away from fatigue, moving away from sickness, moving away from ill health, and then even stepping into a much healthier lifestyle um, as a result of it. So I hope that this is helpful. I hope that you'll implement some of these tips into your day-to-day routine. And if it feels overwhelming, pick one or two and start with focusing on those. And when you feel like you've created some healthy habits around implementing those, then move to the others, okay? And see, journal it, make sure that you take note of how these little changes in your world make you feel and how that helps you to find a sense of balance in your day-to-day life. Thanks for joining me, yogis, and I will see you again next week. Have a wonderful week.